Brother, God bless you. Thank you so much. I am still pumped up over the message that uh, Pastor Mark Jones preached on Sunday. Amen? And you know, one of the things that I really, really enjoyed that he said was about the atmospheric change in our life. And I really think that this will happen and that this will come to be and that this place will expand for the kingdom of God. Amen? Now, I want to talk to you today about making good choices. Amen? Making good choices. And listen, every decision in life has a moral or ethical component. And so all of us are going to be involved, forced and confronted with many decisions in our life. And the real issue is, how do I make good decisions? And in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11 and 12, we're going to see some things that will help us analyze how to make good decisions in our life. Amen? Will you stand and, and turn to 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, and we're going to read verse 11 and 12. Amen? I think God is here tonight. The Holy Spirit is here tonight. Uh, Pastor uh, Israel is out tonight, but uh, the youth, uh, uh, I know that uh, uh, Jason Roebuck is, 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 is sharing the word down there tonight with them, and, and Kyle is there, and, and I think TK is over there with them, right? Amen. So praise God, we're still, we're still doing the kingdom of God, and we're still doing the work of God. Amen? Are you there, 1 Peter 2, 11 and 12? It says, Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of, wrong, of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day He visits us. Father, I am just the least of your servants tonight, Lord. And I pray that your Holy Spirit, Father, may impart this word. And Father, they may fall, Lord, on the hearts and on the souls and on the spirits of these people. Thank you for your mercy, for your love, and for your grace. In Jesus' name. You can be seated in the house of the Lord. Now in 1 Peter, we had been going uh, verse by verse through the book of Peter, and then we started studying the Holy Spirit. But I want to return to 1 Peter because I think that in, in our Christian life, we are faced with so many decisions, and sometimes as Christians, we disconnect ourselves from what we believe to how actually we make decisions. And we come to church and we praise God and we lift our hands and we pray and we praise the Lord and then we walk out of the door and make decisions contrary to what we just finished doing. And in, in 1 Peter, uh, Peter talks about, he says, Dear friends, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world, first of all, our citizenship as Christians is not of this world. Once you have stepped out of the world and stepped into Jesus, you stepped into a total different realm. And the problem is that the disconnect between our belief and our practice 
is very, very, very wrong. Sometimes we come to church and we learn things, but when it comes time to make decisions, we don't do them according to the Word of God. We try to do our own thing. And listen, what Peter is saying here, he says, I urge you as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. So what he's saying is that our belief must be ingrained in our personality and in our character. That whatever we do, whatever we believe in, we must walk. But sometimes our talk and our walk are not the same. Amen? We change from what we say and then we go and do something else. And that is not what God intends for our life. And this is called your orthodoxy and the, your orthopraxy, your theology and your biography. And what Peter is saying here that we must come together and war against everything that is against our flesh, our sinful nature, our sinful desires. Now, listen. The book of Peter and most of the books in the New Testament, when you read them, when you start reading them, you'll see that they're doctrinal in nature and they're theological when you start reading them. And then when you get halfway through them, they start being practical. They start telling you how to apply things to your life and how to be able to step into those things without having uh, to go the wrong way. And the decisions that we make are a spirit spiritual battle. Every decision that we make is a spiritual battle. And it's a process of life that we all must face. Because there is always going to be temptation in our life. No matter what. James 1.13 says, If you are tempted, don't say that you are tempted of God. For God himself cannot be tempted by evil. Nor does he tempt no one. And then the Bible says that we are tempted by our own evil desires. And we conceive and give birth to sin. And then it says that when sin is full grown, it gives birth to death. And of course, we know that as Christians, there are three major enemies that we have. In, and one of them, the first enemy that we have is the world. The world and the allurement. You know, everything that's around us. And even as Christians that have been walking with Christ for a while, there is still allurement in the world. There's devices that try to take us away from right decisions in our life. And then there's the flesh, our own sinful, lustful desires that all of us, all of us have to face. And if we're not careful, we make wrong choices in those. And then there is the devil. And the greatest one of this you know, these three things is not the world or the devil, it's ourself. Because listen, the worst enemy that you can have is yourself. Because it's hard to change yourself. Sometimes we look in the mirror in the morning, and as men we shave, you know, and you're looking at yourself, you know. And I ask you, do you like who you see and what you represent and what your character and your personality has been at the church that you attend? Are you that person or is it not you there that you're looking at? Do you like what you see? It's important to be able to analyze ourselves in God and what God has done in our life and how we have changed. We have the worst 
thing to conquer, and that's ourselves. And we must understand how to do that. You know, the biggest problem is that sometimes we want to walk with God, but our practice starts to change because we want to uh, bring things of the world with us. And we want to walk with those things. We don't want to leave them to the side. We want to walk with those things and we still want to be with God. And God says that that cannot be. Because once that we have stepped out of this world, we are supposed to be a flaming torch for God. And when people see us, they have to see a difference in you. You can't be the same. There is no way that you can stay, stay the same. Listen, uh, our thoughts begin in the mind and choices about our life begin in our mind and thoughts become choices either good or bad. And those thoughts become, you know, patterns. And a pattern, if it's there's long enough, you know, it's going to become a habit. And we all have things that we do and we constantly do and we repeat it and we repeat it and then we become happy with how, what we're doing and then we justify it and we say there's nothing wrong with that. But we need to understand and analyze what the Bible says. And the Word of God says, live such good lives among the pagans. You know? You know, one of my favorite, favorite movies, I don't know if you all watch this or not, but one of my favorite movies is The Lion King. How many of you have watched The Lion King? It's a great movie. You know, and when the big lion is standing over the little lion, he's over there by this little chipmunk, I don't know what it is. But he's standing and he says, Simba, you are more than you are. And what he's saying is, listen, you are a lion king. And what God is telling us is that we're more than conquerors in Christ. We're not just little pagans or people that are of the world. You know, we belong to the citizenship of God. We belong, we're children of God. Amen. And that's what he's saying. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. And the, the visit, listen, the Old Testament uses this word a lot, visit. You know, when God visits, and it was usually done in judgment. When God visits us and judges us and tells us and compels us of our choices and everything that we do in our life, we must realize and we either repent or we continue in a wrong path. And that is what leads us ultimately to what is called eternity. And it's either heaven or hell and you're going to spend it one way or another somewhere. Amen? And, etern and eternity is made... Of small choices. You know, every choice that we have is going towards eternity. Every choice that we do, every little thing that we do in our life is going to affect us in eternity. It's important that you realize who you are in Christ. You need to understand who you are in Christ. You are God's elect. You are chosen by God. And nobody can take you away from his hand. The only person that can walk out of the hand of God is yourself. That is why it's hard to conquer the self. You know? And salvation is a process 
A salvation is a process of justification, and then there's sanctification, and we're not going to be glorified until we're before God. It says that we'll all be changed in a twinkle of an eye, and, and we're going to be glorified. This body is not going to be this body anymore. Right. Amen? And that is what is so hard. You know, sanctification, living a sanctified life. In other words, the Bible says, Be holy, for I am holy. God wants us to be holy. God wants us to be set apart. And every choice and every decision that we make in our life is going to affect us where we're going to spend eternity. And I want to help you tonight. And that is what I'm giving you this sermon, this message, because God has given it to my heart. Because we all, no matter if you're old or young, we're all faced with decisions daily. Right. Amen. And we have to understand that we have to accept what God has for our lives. And we have to explore. And Peter is telling us right here that we are to live such good lives among the pagans. And you know, you may have a pig. You may be sitting by one. I don't know. <laughs> you know? I'm just kidding, guys. You know, but I mean, we, we work with different people, people that aren't saved, people that don't know Christ. And it's hard, you know, it's hard because, you know, sometimes you don't want to be left out. I mean, it's true. It's hard to be around folks that aren't Christians. We as believers, you know, because we have to set a standard. We have to set an example. And when things go wrong and when things aren't right, we have to, you know, set a standard and say, you know what? You know, you go ahead, I can't do that. But let me tell you about Christ. Can I share with you the gospel? You know, there is no need for that. There are things that happen all the time. We experience them, I experience them, you experience them. And this is what Peter is saying. Live good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong. And you know, the people in the world will always see a Christian. And oh, look, look at over there. You know, he says he's a Christian. Look what he's doing. You know, he's out there always going to be seeing you there. Because why? Because you're God's elect. You're God's people. Let me tell you, it's not easy being a Christian. Being a Christian is not a playground. It's a battleground, people. It's a battleground and it's hard to be a Christian, a real Christian, dedicated to the Lord. We must lift the standard against the enemy. When God looks at men apart from Jesus Christ, no matter how good that person is, the Bible says that all our good works and all our good things are like filthy rags before the Lord. When God sees somebody apart from Jesus, that person is in trouble. That's why we all need a Savior. We all need Jesus. And that's the first choice that we should make to accept Christ in our hearts and live according to what He wants. I told you, you're God's elect. How do I make good choices? And what are the good choices that I should make? You are to remember your purpose in life. You know, the, there's, a, there's an author, and I'm pretty sure you all know him. His name is Rick Warren. And he wrote a book called The Purpose Driven Life. He's a pastor in California. And he sold thousands and millions of copies you know why he sold so many copies? Because there is a desire in every human being to know and understand why am I here and who am I? Those are the questions that every man and every woman face in their lives. 
why and what, what purpose do I have? And that's why we must understand God's word to understand the purpose that he has for us. You know, and the choices that Peter is showing us is that we must make good choices according to God. That no matter what people say and no matter what we see people do, pagans, which they call pagans, no matter if they accuse you, if you're doing right, it's better to be accused for doing right than for doing wrong. Amen? That's the entire text, what it's telling us, what, what it's talking to us. In other words, make good decisions that war against your soul. Make those decisions right. Don't let Satan get a hold of you. Don't let the world get a hold of you. And much more or less, don't let yourself get a hold of you. Let God get a hold of you. Start being on fire for God. You know, why you're here is to bring glory to God and be good to others. You know, love God with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul and all your strength. And love your neighbor as thyself. We are to love people no matter what happens. We are to forgive. And that is the whole purpose of Jesus Christ. Forgiveness. He, you know, he made things right between God and us. And we have access. You know, there's access. You know, the Bible says that when Jesus Christ was crucified, you know, the, the temple uh, curtains, I mean, they just, they were slid open, and that meant there was access to God then. We didn't need sacrifices. We didn't need nothing else. All we need to do is follow what God left us as an example. Your life is to be a flame of the glory of God, that everyone that sees you says, there is something in this person that I want. I don't know what it is, but I need to know, and I need it in my life. Right. That is what we need to do. We need to understand who we are in Christ and not settle for second best, because God is the best thing that ever happened to you. Jesus Christ is the best thing that will ever happen to anybody. You know, Sunday will be friend day, and I hope that you bring somebody with you. Amen? Because that is the opportunity of you evangelizing to somebody. So the decisions that we make must be what is called Christocentric, which is mean Christ-centered. Amen? It must be Christ-centered. Everything that you do in life must be Christ-centered. No matter what happens, it must be Christ-centered. And it says... They may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day He visits us. Listen, I don't know about you, but I know one thing. I know that when I stand before God Almighty on that final day and He judges me, I know that everything that I did in my past, when I accepted Christ and I lived for Him and I was a fiery flame for Him, I know that He's going to see His Son in me. And he's going to say, you're forgiven. You know, enter. Enter into what the Lord has prepared for you. That's what we want. The ultimate goal is for us to go to heaven. But while we're here, we need to live our lives and make our choices and our decisions according to God. That is what we need to do. Other than that, it's very simple. If we just don't follow ourselves. Because ourselves can tell us a lot of, you know, it can mislead us. 
Because sometimes we think we know better than God. We do. And I'm the first one to admit that. We all do. Because that's a sinful nature. You know? During this time that we've been in transition, that we have not had, you know, a pastor, there has been decisions that we have had to be faced with and make in this place. And those decisions determine the future of this place. You know, whatever God has for us, He has for us. But we know that God has something good for us. You know, Pastor Mark gave us a good word. He gave quite a people, and your son, he gave your son a real good word. He prophesied to your son, you know, and he prophesies to us. And listen, a word that comes from God cannot be taken away. You know? So the choices and the decisions that we make need to be Christ-centered in life is the ultimate goal and the ultimate thing that I'm talking to you about tonight, no matter what happens. Amen? Stand to your feet. You know, I want us to come come to the front and make a circle, and we're going to pray tonight. There's not that many of us. I, was, I just want us to come to the front. Is Pastor Casey still here? Okay. Play something for us, please. God bless you. Let's hold hands. And let's just pray, you know, for this place, for ourselves, you know, for one another as a big family of God that we are. That's who we are. We're a big family of God, you know. And we should love each other no matter what. Lord, we just come to you tonight, God, and we pray, Father, and we thank you, God. We thank you for your people, God. And Lord, I just ask you tonight, Lord, that you guide us in every choice and decision that we make when we walk out of these doors, Lord. And that you take care of us, God, and that you lead us, Father, daily, Lord, and that you place a burden in our hearts, Lord, for your work, God. And that we may desire to be more like you, God. You're awesome, Lord. And we believe, Lord, that this place will erupt in glory and praise for you, God. We believe this in Jesus Christ's name, Lord. And Father, we just take everything that hinders that from this place, God. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Father. Lord, I lift your offering, Lord, your tithes, Father, to you. And I lift this people up to you, Father, as they came and as they go, Lord. I bless them, Lord. And I ask that you bless them, God. And we thank you, Father, for this night. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys are dismissed. God bless you. God bless you, man. How you doing? God bless you. I apologize. I went to hear Jacob speak just a minute. Oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. I'm glad you went.